Hi friends, it's Elisa Keaton, your host today for this episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. And if you listened last week, you heard about the launch of our brand new track of Revelation Wellness Instructor Training, RevX. Um, we've been overwhelmed by the amazing response. It's been so fun to hear you guys say, this is what I've been waiting for. Uh, people are signing up and they're ready to use this type of training in their communities. This is a quote from uh, one of our lead instructors from RevX, Savannah Dyer. You guys have actually heard her teach uh, some rubbing the words with you. And she says this, years ago, I was introduced to CrossFit and I fell in love. I loved it so much, you could say it somewhat became an obsession. It took my focus and in turn, it took my freedom. It all looked great on the outside. And even though I was strong by appearance, I was hurting on the inside. RevX for me is a redemption story. RevX values community over comparison, savior over striving and quantity or sorry, quality over quantity. We love a challenge that brings change, but never at the cost of our freedom. This is why we train. That is a quote from one of your lead instructors for, for RevX training in the fall. If this style of training interests you, swipe up and download a packet to get all the de details you need to enroll in our next class of Revelation Wellness Instructor Training, which will have Revelation Fitness, the training we've been doing for 10 years, and for the first time ever, RevX. We're so excited. It's gonna be here before you know it. Get enrolled now and save yourself. Get the early bird pricing. Save yourself some money. All right, you guys, have fun. Let's rev the word today. Do hard things because love is heavy. Stay free. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, everyone, take a deep breath through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. Pay attention to your breath. All right, so here's transparency and honesty. I've had a rough night. I have had a rough night. Rough, not just night, but quite a few nights. So, you know what? We're going to keep pressing into the Word today. And we're going to jump back into 1 Corinthians in chapter 4. And it's funny, before I pressed record on this, I just bowed my head and said, Lord, this is an act of faithfulness. Because I don't feel like it. I'm not, my feelings are not matching my faith. But right here in verse 2, it, my eyes fell upon it and it says, Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. May I be found faithful. May you be found faithful. So whether you are excited to be here today or there's just this, you know, where else are you going to go? <laughs> That's kind of what it comes down to for me some days is to not be doing what I know to do even though I don't feel like doing it sounds more insane. Sounds crazy. So sometimes, it's just pure obedience. And we know that when we show up and be found faithful, that God meets us. He shows up. So I'm fully expected to not have the same lens by the end of our time together that I do right now. 
So just keeping it real with you guys because I think sometimes we compare and contrast just like they're doing in 1 Corinthians and Paul shows up and to tear that down because we divide ourselves from another thinking someone else has what we don't have. And I'm in this with you. That's for sure. So God, here we are today, coming to you simply as we can manage. Thank you that you do not hold a measuring stick up to us. We have been found and called righteous in Christ, which means we're accepted as is, knowing we will not be the same. So God, come and meet us in this time. Blow open the doors that obstruct access to more of you. The lies we believe, the wounds we've received, heal. <laughs> Have your way. Change our minds as we renew our bodies. In Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. So don't let someone find you. All right, this, this day, this morning, we're just going to go pretty steady. There's a couple songs here today, a couple increased efforts. On a scale of 1 to 10, I want you to feel like you're about a uh, 6, 6, 7. You're moving, not breathless, but you're noticing your breath. You know you're a 7 when you can close your mouth and breathe maybe take three to five breaths but then you then you start to need it open your mouth open when you're about an eight and above you just need your mouth open so if you can move and breathe through your nose a bit you're where you need to be right now all right first corinthians 4 guys now, I asked you and have asked you, it'd be amazing if you would open this scripture for yourself today. I'm going to set the table, but you get to come back for seconds, thirds, as many portions, because I promise you there is something in the Word for you when you read it for yourself. But I'm going to go ahead and going to break it and break bread together because that's always good where two or more gathered and right now there's thousands of you around the world we're all moving our bodies together eager for the Lord so by the chapter 4 Paul is still concerned about the division that's occurring in the church he's remember he had just come off of Athens where he was, he just left Athens where he was unable to establish a church. And he's feeling defeated. <laughs> uh, raise your hand. Everyone, go ahead and push more effort. Maybe this song takes you up to a seven and a half or an eight, but you're going to sustain 
try to hold it for this song. The mouth starts to need to open to breathe. But continue to try to breathe through your nose, guys. Don't bail out on nostril breathing. So Paul's feeling defeated. And then he comes and hears about more division. I mean, it has anyone discouraged. You started out strong. You saw some evidence of God's goodness and faithfulness. But then just doesn't seem to be going, right? Things stall out. Things take time. So Paul shows up to talk to them about their preferences and the assumptions that they were making about power and people. He encourages them to always keep the scriptures in mind. In verse 6 of chapter 4, he says, oh, wait, I've applied all these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, brothers, that you learn by us not to go beyond what is written, that none of you be puffed up in favor of one against another. <laughs> He's saying, listen, God's word is meant to draw us to him and it will keep our worship pure and keep us from the pitfalls of people worship of any misplaced worship which is idolatry and he's going to go on to talk about that later bottom line paul saying stop all arrogance Stop it. This is a superior attitude of self with contempt for others. Right now, if there's anything in you that's building your knowledge of who you are or someone else is higher than Christ, tear it down. Stop all arrogance. Stop. Keep your effort up towards that eight. It's effort. Starting to shake off the dust from your shoes of yesterday, last night, this last year. Come on. What else are you going to do, right? Literally. Shake it off or be shaken. Choose one. talking to the Corinthians about what it means to be an apostle, one who must be found faithful, one who is a servant of Christ and a steward of the mysteries of God. Mystery. Whenever you hear that word, pull back. You can think question mark. Mysteries. 
Y'all, I am in a time of my life, it is mysterious. I do not see what I've been praying for. And what happens in that? We start to pull ourselves apart, separate ourselves from peace. And peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of a reconciler. Peace. Stay whole, Elisa. Stay whole, friend. It is possible to worship your worries. It is possible to give something or someone more attention, accolades, and importance than God himself. Repent now. Stop all arrogance. Okay, so here's the deal. Paul's trying to say, stop comparing, stop contrasting, stop this division. Stop it. <laughs> but then he moves in, in verse 8, and he actually starts to compare and contrast himself as an apostle one who is sent to them as the disciples. <laughs> Why does he do this? Well, let me tell you. Let's read. He says, Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Without us, you've become kings. And would that you did reign so that we might share that rule with you. goes on to say, for I think that God has exhibited us apostles as last of all, like men sentenced to death, because we have become acceptable to the world, to angels, and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor but we in disrepute. To the present hour, we hunger and thirst. We are poorly dressed, buffeted and homeless, and we labor, working with our hands. When reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we entreat. We have become and are still like the scum of the world, the refuse of all things. This is the word of God. Okay, so what's going on here? Why is Paul doing the very thing? He said, stop doing that. Stop this us-them mentality. 
And then he goes into this speech about we as apostles, but you, we, you, we, you. Well, one, he's driving out pride. He's addressing pride of their hearts. He's going low. You see, and we all know this to be true. The witness of someone who has lost it all, who has humbled themselves, who has counted everything as rubbish, their testimony is strong. You can't argue with it. In their weakness, they've become strong. What's happening here in Corinthians is these people with some sense of strength, they just want to be stronger. (laughs) They want God to be a genie. They want their old pleasures of the flesh and put on top of it the gospel. They had not fallen in love with God. Grace had not bowled them over. They have not been humbled. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. Y'all, suffering keeps us humble. (laughs) So of course, of all days, I don't want to be here, but you know what? I'm starting to feel hope rise. I was made for this. You were made for this. We repent of the comfortable gospel. Repent now. And let's be clear, uh, Paul is actually doing a very smart thing. He's contrasting an apostle to a disciple. An apostle. It's someone, the definition of an apostle, someone who's been sent. A disciple, just learning, haven't been sent anywhere yet. Maybe they. Maybe they have been called, but they're not responding. Why? Because whenever we follow the call of God, it will cost us comfort. Some of you are sitting back in the shadows, so afraid to step out, leave that Bible study, go to that church, do the thing, become a fitness teacher, gospel preacher, because you don't think you have what it takes and guess what you don't you're not supposed to that's immature thinking as Paul told us when we are just centered on ourselves it's immaturity to the mature we have dealt with the fact that we are going to lose some comforts that when we bless, or we're going to be persecuted, but we're going to bless. When slandered, we will entreat. We have become the scum of the world. 
Y'all, this is so anti-popular teaching. You go on Instagram. You go in the modern-day media. Nobody is signing up, is running to get in line, is paying for the program that says, hey, join me and be the scum of the world. Come on. Be the refuse of all things. Be considered trash. But y'all, this is what someone who is sent knows. They are no longer citizens of this world. Push towards an eight. Give me your best sustainable effort that is not prideful. It is not your flesh poking, prodding, and accusing you. Come on. Be called into the deep. We all must become keenly aware. If you live in a free world, if you are free to worship God, Yahweh, then you are slowly acquiring comforts and we need to shake them off. We were made to be rubbish to the world. You know why? Because we are the treasure. And in the trash, what people throw away, there will be treasure found. It confounds the wise. Paul tells us it's foolishness that the foolish things of the kingdom is what God considers wisdom. Come on, you guys. I'm going to go quiet, and I want you to get honest about your discomforts and your thin skin. Come on, repent. You were made for more. You were made to stretch your tent coats wide. But it will be uncomfortable. If you listen to the world's voices, you will give up. Not you. To the present hour, we hunger and thirst. We are poorly dressed and buffeted and homeless. And we labor, working with our hands. When reviled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we entreat. We have become and are still like the scum of the world, the refuse of all things. Pull back a little bit. We're going to do a few push and pulls. 
suffering keeps us humble. We don't get saved, guys, to escape suffering and flee towards comfort, but to be empowered by grace to endure. Y'all, I am in one of those shipwreck times, one wave after another wave. I'm sitting here in tears going, God, it is not even kind anymore. This has got to stop. And here's the deal I want to say, be honest with the Lord. Some of you need to sit down and let it rip. Tell him, turn your face towards him because here's the truth. Your face delights his heart. He does not have the same face like your earthly parent. He is God. He is limitless love, limitless love and ability. He is limitless joy. So you're not fooling anyone by trying to keep your pain tidy. Tell him what's going on. Because if you don't, you're set up for a fall. That bitterness, that unexpressed disappointment, it becomes calloused. Calloused hearts are prideful hearts. Apollos was being set up for a fall because people were loving him. Not you. You do not need the love of man or the agreement with your circumstances to be sent. Take good news with you now. You're going to tell somebody good news today. Some of you, you need to seriously, you've been, you've been stuck, complaining, doing the us versus them thing. How come not me, God? How come them? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah? But today, it turns. You are going to boast in your weakness. Remember this? For this is the power of Christ in me. Whatever the weakness is, state it. Whatever the problem is, state it. But this is the power of Christ in me. Accelerate, come on, push. Go towards a nine for 30 seconds, go. Four, three, two, pull back. I have a question for you. What trial are you trying to flee from, skip, or speed up the process? Confess it now.
accelerate. Go. Give me everything you got. Go. Four, three, two, one. Recover. Completely settle in. What trial are you trying to flee from? Skip or speed up the process? Gosh, guilty. Yeah, I know this to be true. That whatever he hands you, whatever circumstances come your way, he has created a way through for you. The time that it takes, <laughs> it will always feel longer than you can endure. Why? What's the need for endurance? If I don't need endurance, my next question from you. How much power have we lost in the church due to the comforts received? You guys, it is not illegal for you to read the Bible. It is not illegal for you to go on a, and, and preach the gospel. You have that freedom and it's so crazy to me that in our freedom we have become frozen. What is that? nothing but the trappings of this world you guys and I'm just as guilty I'm just as guilty as craving comfort your brain is hardwired for love which is the ultimate attachment to comfort to a God who will not leave you or forsake you but that doesn't mean he won't challenge you challenge. Come on. There are no problems in the kingdom. Just challenges. And every challenge has possibility. It's laden with possibility. Until we get to this point, like Paul, to be able to say to this present hour, we hunger and thirst. Let's be honest. We don't hunger and thirst you got some food waiting for you at home. We are poorly dressed and buffeted and homeless. You're not poorly dressed. You got some lycra pants on. You got some shoes on your feet. You have workout clothing. <laughs> buffeted and homeless. I'm pretty sure a lot of you are going home. You have a bed somewhere and buffeted, right? Buffeted, it just means to knock over, to afflict or harm. <laughs> See, now here's the deal. You have rights. Did you know somebody can't walk up to you right now and just punch you in the face? Because if you live in a free world, that's illegal. And you have the right to to tell them that, it's, that they can pay a price for that. We are so frozen in our freedom. 
and we only want more comfort, more and more. And this is what they were doing in Corinthians. I told you the whole book of Corinthians, it's modern day America, modern day free world anywhere, wherever you have the right to know Christ and to be a Christian, you are not poorly dressed, buffeted. Now, there are those among us. Look around, keep your eyes open. This is why it's so important that we stay connected to suffering. There are people who need what we have. They need some resources. They need to be seen, heard, shown the hope of Christ. When reviled, we bless. How you doing there? When somebody speaks poorly of you, how quick are you to bless? And when persecuted, how quick are you to endure? How quick are you to stay and turn your cheek and let someone do the other side? Come on, we have to wake up. We are being sold a gospel that says if God is good, then I won't hurt. Instead of remembering a high priest who is acquainted with all of our suffering. And it actually says in Romans that we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ if we are willing to suffer, to be considered the scum of the world and the trash of all things. How comfortable are you with that, guys? How much power have we lost as the body of Christ due to the comforts we've received? I've told you guys this before, I'll say it again. You read the book of Acts and you see all these powerful things happening. The Spirit comes upon these disciples and suddenly they turn to apostles, sent, go, go to Laodicea, go to Corinth, go to Athens, go and tell. And we see all kinds of radical things happening because the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. Paul's going to remind us this in verse 20 of chapter 4. A lot of talk in the church today. I'm just as guilty. You know, I've been teaching these things. I talk these things. But right now, I got to live these things. I got to be sent. So we see in the book of Acts these amazing things happening to the early church. But guess what? Persecution was everywhere they went. In Acts 5, some of the disciples are put in prison. The Sanhedrin, the religious people, put them in prison. <laughs> and an angel comes in the middle of the night 
and sends them back to the synagogue to preach. Come on. And they go. <laughs> they go. And then the, the people of the law come and find that they're not in their cells. What happened to them? They hear that they're in the synagogue preaching the gospel again. So they go, and sure enough, you can't stop them. So they take them captive again. <laughs> and then this very smart man, Gamaliel, gives them the advice, kind of saying, hey, you guys, listen. We might want to keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this is the plan, if this plan or this undertaking is a man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. <laughs> you see, Gamaliel, he's smart. He's like, listen, something's going on here. Because in the persecution, there was power. In the persecution is power. And so they beat them, charge them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Get ready, get ready. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. When's the last time you counted worthy to suffer? This is the power of Christ in me from our lives first cry to find over How much power have we lost due to the comforts, the freedoms, and the liberties we have received? Revelation Wellness, Body of Christ, repent. Prepare yourself for the days ahead. If you're looking for comfort, find a new community. I am not your girl. does not consist in talk but in power say this with me for the kingdom does not consist in talk but in power power you're gonna need God's power because anybody can talk but power comes to the weak don't despise the hard times here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. Just sing this out, ladies. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but 
don't despise the hard times. Two things I want to tell you to get through the hard times. One, be thankful. Get perspective. Remember, it could be worse. It could be worse. Come on. They cannot take from you the mind of Christ. They can take your clothing. They can take your rights. But they cannot take from you the mind of Christ. And this trial is producing something in you. This is the power of Christ in me. Say it with me. This is the power of Christ in me. Say it until you sense the presence of his power lifting you up because you are repented and fallen on your knees and ask for forgiveness about your desire to make a God that fits your comforts. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, God. No guilt in life. No fear in death. This is the power of Christ in us. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you that with breath and blood flow and hard things, God, we just did hard things uncomfortable things that you show up you show out you show off you flex in our weakness and we give you more permission to do that God help us we repent from a gospel of our comfort we repent from making you our genie in a bottle we repent from the idolatry of knowledge that if we just understood what you're up to then we could get our worship back in line God we worship you we fall down and we worship you. You are good. You are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I feel like some of you are supposed to go do a beast on the beloved right now. Right now. you got 10 minutes. Best 10 minutes you can make. Invest in it. Be loved. Peace.
I fail.